With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Louise Crooks, your Keys to Clarity coach on KTC Radio. And it's the 18th of January. And today is a special day, Martin Luther King Day. And... Um, I just want to welcome you all here this evening to what's going to be an amazing call um, on the third week of Business Boost Month. Um, this has been an amazing month. We've had some wonderful guests, and tonight is no different. Um, we have a, a wonderful guest with us this evening, and her name is Ali Brown. A lot of you will have heard of Ali, but for those of you have, who haven't, I'm going to introduce her in a moment, but I just want to allow Ali to just uh, um, say hi, and then I'll, I'll uh, tell you a little bit about her. Sarah, so, so, hi, Ali, hi. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much. It's wonderful to have you. So let me just tell you a little bit about Ali. She, um, she quit her, her last job in 1999 and decided she could either be unemployed or self-employed. From there, she started her first business from her rickety kitchen table in her tiny New York City studio apartment. Today, Addie is a self-made multi-millionaire whose company recently ranked on the Inc. 500 list of fastest-growing private companies in the country. That's quite an accomplishment. Thank you. Addie is devoted. <laughs> it's a pleasure, Addie. She's devoted to helping women achieve financial freedom through lifestyle entrepreneurship. Her company, Addie International, provides business building advice to nearly 40,000 members and currently comprises of four brands. That's Addie um, Magazine, the Addie Boutique, Shine Events, and her coaching company, the Millionaire Protégé Club. Addie Magazine, which I get, I love that magazine, Addie, it's wonderful, um, is the glamorous quarterly publication that nourishes the mind, body, and soul of women in business. Addie Boutique is a chic collection of must-haves from designer flip cameras, I've got one of those, <laughs> to fun, affordable jewelry and accessories. Shine, Shine is an annual live conference for women entrepreneurs who want to learn the best in business and success strategies from Addie in an inspiring and motivating environment. And the Millionaire Protégé Club, which I'm part of, is Addie's exclusive members-only coaching program for entrepreneurs who want to accomplish more in business and life. Addie has been featured as an expert in many books and newspapers and also on morning shows on several major TV networks, including ABC, CBS, CW, Fox, NBC, and E!, and today, she lives in her dream house at the beach in Los Angeles. Wow. Addie, that is quite something. You have accomplished so much in such a short time. It's it is kind of funny because when, when you get it down to three paragraphs, I'm like, wow, who is this woman? Because <laughs> we all forget. You know, we get so mired down in the day-to-day -day and, and just looking at what's in front of us. We, we all need to remember how far we've come, you know, no matter how far that is, if it's a few steps or if it's leaps. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you think that it's such, it really, you know, 10 years um, is such a short period of time, to accomplish what you have is just phenomenal. And it really, you know, for me it's inspiring, and I know for, for thousands of people it's inspiring to know that it is possible um, and to have that belief um, that it is possible. So um, you're a credit to, uh, to yourself, um, Ali, and, and um, you know, a real inspiration for all of us. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to giving some good advice on the call today. Yes, I'm really looking forward to it too. And I just want everyone to know that this call is really about um, it being the best time to start your business. And um, Addie's going to be getting, giving us some really wonderful information about, about that. And I would imagine that the information will also be 
um, uh, appropriate for just current business owners or young business owners who are working in a business in this current um, in, in current cha challenging times in, in this economy. And um, really, it's a um, you know a lot, I'm sure a lot of the information you're going to be sharing, Ali, will be relevant to them as well. So yes. um, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious to hear what you have to say as well for my own <laughs> interest and curiosity. So so that's going to be fun. So let, let's get started. And um, Ali, if you would um, like to tell us how you um, got started as an entrepreneur, I know you, you shared your story, you know, um, in the in, in our short bio about you, um, you know, starting in the in your rickety kitchen in in, in New York. Um, but tell us a little bit more about how you, you got to become a multi-millionaire dollar entrepreneur. I'm going to go way, way back to where I started because I think it's, it's important for everyone to know, you know the beginning. And, and I know that when I used to look at people who were very successful or wealthy, you, know, you, just, you think, oh, they must have just been born that way or oh, they hit it lucky or they're in the right place at the right time. And you don't realize that they got where they've gotten because of many of the, the smart decisions that they've made. And sometimes scary ones, but ones that they did anyway because they, they knew it was on the path to what they would want. And back 10 years ago, as you mentioned, I, I was in my last job, and I had hopped job to job to job to job. And I don't know if you've done that, Louise, but, you know, I, I didn't I've, know I've anything. Of, have you? You have. Yeah, I've yes. <laughs> Well, because we don't realize that we're entrepreneurs. Right, and you keep looking for the job that'll make you happy and fulfill you and inspire you and challenge you, and there is no job like that. It's called having a business. And so, yeah. after this was about my eighth job at a, a, you know, and my parents and my friends are all like, are, you know, what is wrong with you, and why can't you just keep a job? And and I was just restless. And uh, the last job, though, I did like. It was a small ad agency, and, and the, the you know, the ad agent industry is kind of crazy, and you can dress the way you want to, and people kind of wacky, and I kind of mm -hmm. liked that. And I got to do a lot of jobs in this one job. And finally, I realized that, um, you know, I was not going to be happy until I really had freedom. For me, um, business ownership was, was about embracing freedom. And everyone has different values. You know, some people, their highest value is family or their highest value may be, may, be, uh, may be work. They just, you know, really value work and working. And my highest value was freedom. And I... It killed me that I couldn't come and go as I wanted. If I couldn't take an hour break and go to Dunkin' Donuts and, and just, you know, or go to the park, it was just, it was killing me. And uh, finally, I quit. Yeah. Now, I didn't do this. I mean, I, it was on a whim. And at the same time, I had been pretty smart. And those of you who are still in jobs, it's very important you start thinking entrepreneurially, even in your career. You have to take responsibility for your success. Because, you know, these days, no one's going to look out for you but you. Um, and so I kind of knew that. I figured that out. My bosses weren't too helpful in, you know, talking to me about moving up the ladder. So I just did, you know, I watched what they did, and I took some courses and went to the library and learned some things about business and marketing and went out on my own. And I was in for a rude awakening, though, Louise, because I didn't know anything about running a business, and I thought, you know, I'd be doing the thing that I left the job to do, which was I was a, a copywriter. I had worked my way up to learning how to write ads and newsletters and brochures for clients and figured I could do that on my own. But I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know how to get clients, and I especially didn't know anything about marketing. So I was in a pinch. Now, the first thing I did, which is what uh, many of us do when we start a business because it's easy, is we go out and join a bunch of net networking groups, which are great. Um, and people may not guess this, but at the time, though, I was very shy and had a hard time talking to people about my business. And I was a, I was good saying hi and making chit chat, but I didn't I didn't get to, couldn't get to that point that I would ask them to hire me or go for the sale or give them a proposal. So back in my apartment, I did have an old computer and a dial-up modem, and I decided to start a little email newsletter with like ten people on the list, and that included my parents and my cat. And from there, started just sharing a little bit about my business and what I had to offer and giving some useful tips. And so we call this an e-zine or electronic magazine. And it really was just some simple text. And um, that is where everything started to change because I started reaching out to, instead of marketing one-to-one, -one, I was marketing one-to-many. And um, I'll give the very short version, Louise, but essentially, you know, 
people started asking me, how do you do this easing thing? And I wrote some articles, and then I learned about eBooks, and I decided to create an eBook and sell that online. And that's where I'm like, whoa, I can make money selling this on the Internet and not work for clients so much. Now, fast forward to today, um, as you mentioned, my company is uh, it's an Inc. 500 ranked company. I have uh, 12 employees. Now, the employee thing's new for me. It's not for everyone, but I, you know, I made a conscious decision over the last year or two that I, I did want to grow a large company and help as many women as I could help and build a big team. Not everyone wants that. That's fine. But I'm talking to you right now still from my house. I, I work from home. I do not go into an office. And um, it's, it's great. We're just having so much fun, and we're reaching out to so many women around the world. And what I love most is that the majority of what I do is still is now teaching other women and men to grow businesses that can give them great lives as well. Mm, it sounds like you really hit the nail on on what you're passionate about, um, Ali. Yeah, it's it's just it, for me. This is heaven. When you can match the, the the passion and the purpose with the money, it's it's like there's just nothing yeah. better. Absolutely, completely agree with you one hundred percent there. So my friend Susie in the chat room wants to know how your mother helped you build your list. <laughs> <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't help as much as you'd think because she wasn't even on. She, barely, she was barely on AOL at that time. <laughs> and she did. I don't know where she know, got that info from, but <laughs> she was um, actually shocked and horrified that I quit my job. And she'll talk about it, you know, if you ever get shocked. Or I mean, she admits that because her biggest fear was that I didn't have health insurance. And, um, you know, that's, that's how we're, we're, we're programmed and we're, we're so in fear about taking chances and taking risks. And I think we're going to see a lot of that shift over the next decade or two that there's more people are going to go back into being entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I think, there's a, I think a lot of people get caught in the corporate sort of trap um, when they actually really are naturally entrepreneurs. And it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting, you know, just listening to your background, Ali, because, um, you know, I came from an entrepreneurial family. I worked in a few different uh, jobs in South Africa, and then I moved to London and worked in recruitment for um, just under 10 years. And that really was, um, that allowed me to be an entrepreneur in that business, even if I was walking, working in a, in a corporate environment. Yeah, because recruiting, you're, me you're, to paid wear a lot of on, you're paid based on results as well, right? For recruiting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, so a, that's so a great almost example. like building a business within a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're an employee right now out there, I want to emphasize, you know, even if you want to stay an employee, talk with your boss about how you can make your position more entrepreneurial, how you can yeah. be involved in more of the results of the company. I mean, if, if your boss will be blown away that you care. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, bosses are used to people not giving a hoot. If you can't say, listen, I'd like some more responsibility and some projects and you know, maybe I could get, uh, you know, and delegate some more of these admin tasks, and I can do some higher value activities for the company. I mean, you'll you'll blow their their head off. I mean, they'll be so excited. Yeah. Um, it's very Absolutely. important. Yeah. I mean, about. most of them don't don't think that you're interested. You know. No. Um, you know, it's, it's it's it would be very refreshing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. So, Ali, you say that now is actually the best time ever for uh, women entrepreneurs. To start or grow businesses, why why do you think that is? And and I know this mm-hmm. is applicable to men out there as well who are listening. So yeah, yeah. So not just so the ladies, but you know, evolved men um, who yeah. can listen to women to <laughs> talk about this stuff. I do. We do. You know what's funny? I had my event. Uh, you know, you know, shine in in the fall. Yes. And it was all women, and maybe there were probably like ten to fifteen guys in there. And it's just so funny. Those guys were so happy. I mean, we had a few. Oh, days. I can imagine. <laughs> We have a few great gay guys, but most of them are thrilled. So if there's single men listening, you want to come to my events. Oh, my there's gosh, a, yes. A lot of good-looking women making money from all over the world. I mean, you want to be there. Yeah. But, but I, I really speak to the ladies, though. So let's, let's look at why this actually is a great time to start a business. And, and number one, I want you all to turn off the TV because, you know, with all the doom and gloom, I mean, you want to be aware of what's going on and help where we can. You know, for example, that you know, Haiti right now is just heartbreaking what's going on there. Yeah. But you you can't watch TV all the time or you're going to get sucked into all the negativity of the media and especially about the economy. And they're not speaking to entrepreneurs. We have to remember that, you know, in the U.S. at least, okay, the U.S., um, about 6% of the population only, less than 6% makes more than $100,000 a year. 
less than 1% make more than $365,000 a year. So, folks, let's say that you have that big dream. Let's say you want to make half a million dollars a year, and that's your big dream. That means now that you're in less than 1% of the population, so you have to think and act differently than 99% of the people around you. And that scares people when they realize, because it makes it sound like you're going to be really alone. But not if you're listening to programs like this with Louise and, or you know, coming to events where there's other entrepreneurs or masterminds. And this is the reason why I have a lot of people joining my groups, simply because it can be very lonely being an entrepreneur. So it is very important. Very now, so, so, so turn off the negative media and look at these great reasons. Number one is there has never been so many... Uh, opportunities for low-cost to no-cost marketing with the Internet. The Internet, we take this for granted, but it's changed the playing field forever. Look at businesses that you could have, you know, may have, uh, if you wanted to start a business 20 years ago, uh, most people had to go rent an office, right? You needed, uh, you needed to you know, pay overhead. You needed inventory. You needed to hire people. Um, you needed to do mailings or buy advertising. And now we have the Internet. You can push a button and reach hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Um, there's yeah. Social media is taken everyone over by storm. I'm mortified that my mother is now on Twitter. She's following me <laughs> and can see what I'm doing. And so you know, we won't talk for a few days, and then she'll be like, well, I saw you went to the beach with the, the Dan or something. I'm like, how do you know that? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. If my mom's on Twitter, folks, if you're not on Twitter, it's, it's over. So this is, this is free. There's so many ways to build your list, get out there, and, and market online you know, at almost no cost. So, so that's reason number one. Number yeah. two is all these economists and, and, and sociologists and, and experts, and you know, I have the studies here. I'm not going to bore you, but, but they, they're saying that the entrepreneurs truly are the ones who are going to drive the economy over the next few decades. The big businesses that went under during the, the shift in the recession were these big dinosaurs who were not looking at what was coming. Entrepreneurs, we can work on the ground level. We see what's needed. We, we get out and listen to our clients and customers. We create businesses or can change them quickly. We move fast on our feet. We have such an advantage over big companies right now that you can decide, you know, instantly that you're going to offer a new service or change what you're offering or, you know, offer a new product. Um, you can sell things online without even having created them yet. I mean, you know, one thing yeah. that I, I do often to drive myself to reach a deadline is I'll announce that there's going to be a course or a product launching on a certain date. And if people start signing up, that's my kick in the pants to create it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really works. Um, so, so, you know, you, you need to move quickly, but, you know, do your research and, and we'll talk about you know, what you want to think about, um, when you're creating a business model, but you know, there's just, it, it's a great time for us to grab the bull by the horns. And number three, for women, we, um, you know, studies show, and, and I know this from the hundreds of women I've worked with personally over the last several years that, Women, a huge factor in their happiness in work, now whether it's a business or a job, is flexibility and work-life balance. This wasn't talked about until women entered the workforce many decades ago, and suddenly we brought all these new ideas to the working world. We're like, hey, you know, what, what's this 9 to 5 for? You know, because it doesn't work with my schedule with the kids, or, you know, I want to bring meaning to my work. I want to bring passion and purpose to what I'm doing, and or I need more of a work-life balance here. We brought this whole feminine aspect to the business world. And what's great is there's, there's never been a better time to have this in your business. Now that we can work from home, we can work from anywhere, we can work with the kids around us. Um, yeah. It's just so such a, a golden opportunity. And um, unfortunately, at most companies, it still doesn't offer the type of flexibility that women truly want. It's really important. So, you know, when you look at the income potential right now, when you look at the low-cost ways you can get out there and market your business, um, and when you look at the lifestyle that you can have that you couldn't have before, um, those are three main reasons why it is actually a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you on that one as well, Ali. And and it's interesting because I think uh, women are, you know, there was such a swing in the 80s and 90s for women to be, you know, full-time employees or to be out there working at, you know, uh, nine to five and, um, you know, for for, um, organizations and really build a career. 
And now it seems that there's this, this swing the other way where women want to really have the choice to either be at home with their babies or um, mm-hmm. or to do the, the sort of the career building thing. And, and the beauty is that I think with the way things are, are, are going now with the virtual um, part of where, how we run our businesses, which is really becoming the, the, the way to go, um, gives us that flexibility. It really does. So we, yeah. we get to do both and be happy and have, a, have that life balance that we want by being able to do both, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Now, do you work from home, Louise? Yes, I do. Yeah, do you love it? Oh, I absolutely love it. I, could, I couldn't stand working the nine-to-five, you know, corporate kind of a, you know, day job type thing. It drove me nuts. And the irony is that I probably work much harder and longer hours than I did, but I'm doing it because I love it. And you're more, yeah, you're more comfortable. It seems more like just oh, play, yeah. right? It's funny. Absolutely. Um, last year I don't we, feel like I'm working. <laughs> we, we rented, um, we, we do rent office space just as a technical place for our mail, and it's a cool address here in Los Angeles, and that's where the mail goes. And I, I actually did see clients there for a while, but I'll tell you, like, I was exhausted by the time I got to work. I'm like, I had to put on pants and makeup and do my hair and drive and, <laughs> and then find parking and then go up the building. And then, you know, it really, I forgot how much time that all takes. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and, how and much effort of, as well. <laughs> oh my God, and so much effort. And then, um, you know, I just we. So if you've been working at home a while, remember what that was like, and how you know how nice it is to truly work from home. And and there are very few businesses these days that truly require an office. There's so much you can do by having just a mailbox center as your address or a virtual office. We use one of those, um, you know, executive suite centers. That if I do want to go. Yes have a big meeting, I can rent the conference room for the day, there's a secretary, we can order in lunch, you know. But half the time, I, my diamond clients, which are my highest level clients, those are the 100 grand a year ones, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I have them in my home. I have a nice living room, I have them here for the half day, we have the flip chart and, and, and map out their business strategies, and I think they like it even better. Beautiful. It's much more personal, and it's uh, you feel it like you're at home. The only thing is, I I can sometimes feel too at home, and I haven't got now my PJs yet. And then someone yeah. wants to Skype me, have a yeah. Skype <laughs> me, so you I'm like, uh oh, yes, <laughs> give me That's half an I, hour. <laughs> I do not do video chat with anything. <laughs> you don't want to see me in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I'm exactly the same. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Ellie, you mentioned to me that um, there, there are three top mistakes that women entrepreneurs make um, and uh, that you'd, you'd like to share those. What, what are they? Yes, and, and um, these have been both from observation and also working closely with the women in my Millionaire Protégé Club. And the number one reason that, um, that women have big challenges when they start a business is most often because they start a business based on a passion or a love for something. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm not being the party pooper here or you know, squelching anyone's dreams, but you need to realize that the purpose of a business is to make a profit. Now, I attract a very conscious type of entrepreneur, and, and most of the women who come to my programs have a big dream or mission or message to get to the world, but they need to also have a business that has a viable business model. So, you know, women will come and be like, oh, I want to help people or I want to help animals or I want to make jewelry, I love art, I want to do paintings. And they start a business without actually looking if it's going to make them money. And what breaks my heart is is if they're not careful, sometimes this could end up, you know, ruining them if if they don't set up a business to make the money. So mistake number one is starting that dream business without actually, you know, without actually looking at the numbers and how you can not only have the dream business, but it's profitable in making you money. All right? Remember, even nonprofits need to know how to make money. <laughs> you know, because their their idea is to, to make money to to give to the charity. But you know, we need to really look at the numbers. Number two is. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to comment on that? No, I, I think that's a very good point. Um, you know, it's something that my report, my my freebie report, when people opt in on my site, um, talks about. You know, they get caught up in the in, in you know what they're passionate about, the skills that they've mm. just learned, you know, they become an, an acupuncturist or a massage therapist or a coach or whatever it is, and forget that they're actually um, setting up, uh, you know, a business. It's it's more than more than just the skills that they've acquired, and, yeah. and um, you know, to really get a sense of 
of the back-end piece that they can make it successful and, and truly do what they love in an effective way. Yeah, and I, I do see it more with women, and I think because, again, our gift is bringing the magic to business and our passion and our purpose and, and wanting to give back. Um, but, but, again, you know, need to balance it and make sure that you're making money here. Mistake number two is going it alone. I think the loneliest time of my life was when I first started that business. And, you know, while I did find some other people who were business people, I didn't find a lot of other people with big dreams like I had. And, in fact, I, you know, I, I didn't really want to share them with people because sometimes I get that, well, who do you think you are? Or, oh, yeah, how are you going to go do that when you're, you know, you can barely afford dinner tonight or, you know. <laughs> and, um and it's, it's, it's sad. It was really sad. And I remember actually back in New York, you know, I, I loved listening to, I had these Tony Robbins cassettes and I loved listening to them because I had no other voice in my life saying, you can do this. Here's how successful people think. Here's how they act. Here's some things that you can do. I didn't have anyone in my life to give me that kind of advice. So I listened to those cassettes on the subway or when I was out jogging and, um, if the one thing I would change, if I could go back, is I would have you know, done more work to try to find a like-minded group of entrepreneurs um, and a mentor. I had no one to show me the way. I figured a lot out the hard way. So mistake number two is, is going it alone. And these days, you know, now that with the Internet and all these places and resources, you have no excuse to go it alone. You should absolutely be working yeah. with a coach or joining a mastermind or networking group and uh, you know, learn from others. Mistake number three is doing it all. Um, women, more so than men, seem to put off forever hiring that first assistant. I think it's a mix of um, us feeling we can do it all, and then also there's a little bit of that guilt factor that um, you know maybe instilled in us by our mothers, you know, <laughs> that we yeah. can do it all, or that Puritan work ethic. Um, I remember when I hired my first assistant, I felt almost guilty about it and um, had to go through, you know, really rationalizing what I made per hour versus what I could pay her to do some of this work and help me. And when you look at the numbers, it always makes sense, always makes sense. You should not be licking stamps or entering data or going to the post office if you can find a neighborhood kid or, or another mom maybe in your neighborhood who could do that for $15 an hour and run errands. And yeah. Once you start doing this, I know it seems so foreign to those who grow up. With, listen, my family did not have a housekeeper you know, we, we weren't in that kind of neighborhood. And um, when I first started hiring help, I remember even my mom going, well, you know, you can't scrub your own toilet. I'm like, I surely can, but I said, it doesn't make me money. <laughs> and then what's great, that once you, once you start learning how to hire people, you're going to find it brings you so much joy because you're helping other women in the process. Um, you know, you're helping those moms who need extra cash, and they're going to the grocery anyway, so why don't they pick you up dinner? And they're delighted for the money. Um, it really is a cycle that women need to learn to delegate because it's giving back to other women at the same time. Mm, that's a really good point, Ellie. So that's mistake yeah. number three is doing it all. It's actually very selfish for you to try to do it all. Mm. It hurts your business, yeah. and, and it, it hurts everyone. Yeah, that's a powerful message. Yeah. So those are the three mistakes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, How are you doing, Louise? You okay? Am I putting you to sleep? You sound tired. No, you okay? no, you, you just right. got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to call that housekeeper. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking, gosh, I, bet I, sh I really should actually just uh, hire a housekeeper again. <laughs> you, know, um, you, know, you know what surprised me? Do you know the guy who writes the, um, I think it's Smart Couples, Finish Rich, the David Bach, Smart Women? Okay, mm. so he... He has these books out, and he's very conservative. I mean, he tells you to save all your money and don't buy your lattes at Starbucks and, you know, all that stuff. But he's so conservative, I was shocked that in his book, he said that he, he said it's crazy for women who, who work to not have household help. He said because when you look at what your time is worth, um, what you could be making at your business or at your job, and also what the time spent with your kids is worth if you have a family, um, that yeah. it, it's just crazy not to hire someone for help in that area. So when I read that, I'm like, okay, if this guy, Mr. You know, Mr. Cheapo here, is saying that you yeah. need to hire household help, there's no reason that any woman should, should deny themselves that. And remember, you're helping someone out, too, at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. You make a really good point there. Um, there was something I was going to say about doing it alone, um, the, the mistake number two as well. And it's just, um, Were you alone also, when you started your business? Yes, absolutely. Mm 
Absolutely. And and I think that's a really good point that you make as well because also it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs can really they can really isolate themselves as well. Um, you know, it's not just about um getting people to help them, but it's it's also about um connecting with your peers and getting out getting out the house to to really um stimulate your, your brain and, and um you know, connect with like minded people who are going to inspire you and, and, and um create that flow of momentum to move you forward. Mhm. So yeah. Those are those are really important things to share, um, Ali. So thank you very much for that. Great. If you were get, if you were to give the listeners uh, three easy steps to starting a business now, what would they be? It's hard to narrow it down to three, but um, the three that I would give were would be number one. You, I, I want you to think about identifying a need. Actually, I changed that a want, a want that isn't being met right now. That's the kind of business you want to be creating right now. Um, at Shine, the event we just had in Las Vegas a few months ago, one of our celebrity guest speakers was Julie Clark, and she founded the Baby Einstein Company. And you oh, know, wow. she, she created that whole company because she couldn't find any educational videos for her baby girl to watch. And, um, you know, she joked, she said, I didn't want to turn my kid into a zombie, but sometimes you've got to put him in front of something so you can go take a shower, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, I just want to go take a shower. And, um, you know, because she, she has her detractors who are like, oh, they're, you know, they're not good for babies and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I wasn't trying to poison my baby's mind. I just needed to go, you know, shower and eat something. And um, yeah. she had this need, though. She looked everywhere and was shocked she couldn't find educational videos. There was crap TV but there was no educational videos. So she decided to create them in her basement. And um, little by little started selling them to neighborhood um, like you know, uh, baby shops and then got a big account order and then created this company. And, and it was never revealed what she sold it for, but people estimate about $20 million to Disney. Mm-hmm. And um, wow. that started with a need that, that she saw in her life. So, yeah. but here's the thing, you know, it, make sure it's something that people want. A mistake that I see is sometimes people say, well, yeah. people need this, um, mm. but it may not be something that people want. An example is um, there was a nutrition coach that I was working with, and, and she was all hell-bent on getting people to eat more, I don't know, phosphates or something like that. I don't know if I'm using the wrong word, but it was something that she had this whole theory why people should eat this one mineral or something, or um, and, and then she was all, you know, jacked up about this and I'm like why she said well people need to do this because it'll give more health benefits I'm like but they may not want to so mm-hmm. we had to look at re re sometimes it's spinning your marketing around um yeah so her, I, I, I hear you yeah so for her example you know she could still teach that method but that's not what not what is what going to bring them in the door you don't go looking for someone to teach you to eat more phosphates you know, yeah. you look for a nutrition coach not because you're feeling, you know, bloated or, or frumpy or fat or, you know, overweight or, you're, you know, you have, you have low energy. Yeah. There's all these reasons why that you want to go to a nutrition coach, yeah. not that you need to. So sometimes look at, you may have the right idea, but it's just spinning your marketing angle around. So that yeah. is, um, that, that's number one. Sorry, go ahead. I just cut you off. Sense, Abby, and, I, and I just want to jump in here that, um, Often, you know, particularly um, for those coaches out there that are listening, it's um, you know, it's marketing to someone's wants and then uh, and then meeting their needs. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Rather than the other way around. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you don't market with the needs. So, no. all right. So number two, um, the second step to starting a profitable business is I do think you should match it with a passion or purpose that you have, and I think this is something that women need to do. Women need to do this or it kills our spirit. Uh, for men, it just doesn't seem as necessary. Uh, I know many successful men with businesses that are, um, you know, bringing great revenues and, and they're not particularly attached to it as a passion. They may have other passions, sports, or, you know, they love playing tennis or being with their kids. Or, but for women, it seems to just kill our spirit if we are working in a business yeah. that is not somewhat aligned with our passion. So I do think it is critical if you really want to knock it out of the park. Also, it, it's like your fuel for working harder. And I mean, I know that, you know, today, for example, I spent five hours, you know, scripting and, and recording this, this audio that for my website, and it took so long. 
and usually I know if that's something I didn't want to be doing, that would have been the, the worst five hours that I've had in a long time because I had some, all the stuff was going wrong and I, you know, I had to keep re-recording it and things, but I was so excited about creating this audio and finally getting it out there and then the message that it was bringing that it went by like so quickly. And so you, if you have this advantage in your business, this, is, this will be that fuel that makes it feel like fun and makes your days go by quickly. Yeah, number, that makes so much sense, Abby. Mm-hmm. Number three really is – oh, sorry, go ahead. There's a little delay. Say, it's, it's, just, it's just really important because, in, in fact, uh, I just um, spoke at the ICF conference and the title of my, my talk was um, Grow Your, Your Coaching Practice um, uh, with Social Media and Have Fun Doing It. Mm. And I think that's the key, isn't it? You know, if you are in alignment with your passion and your purpose, that you really get a chance to have fun with what you're doing. You feel a real sense of connection and, and, align, and alignment with it. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, that's where we get to have the fun. We get to, to be in that flow and, and excitement around it. Yeah. So and number three is I want you to go research out there businesses that are similar. It blows my mind how many people will come and, and they'll make a significant investment in my programs. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a business, or maybe they're starting a business, and they'll say, well, you know, I'm not sure what I should charge or how I should set this type of business up. And I'll say, well, have you researched or looked for other businesses that are similar so you can get some ideas? And they're like, oh, no, you have no excuse not to do this with the Internet. I mean, at least just go Google yourself. Go Google businesses like yours. Look at the. Now we're not going to copy anybody, but you need some comparative ideas. You need to go look at the type of business you want to start. Uh, look at what they have on their websites. Look at the types of clients they have. Look at what they're charging. Um, look at their their bio. Look at how they package their products or services. Look at how they deliver the information to people. You want to be looking at all these things so you can look at not only um, you know your price points and things like that. But, you know, how you should be different and then how you should be the same. So it, it's about, you know, that there's no reason you need to reinvent the wheel. I'm a big fan of what we call modeling, not copying, mm-hmm. but modeling. Um, you know, one of my best-selling products is something called the Online Success Blueprint System. And there's a reason it's the bestseller, and it's because it's a step-by-step formula that people can model to take their business online and make money online. And I tell people, I said, listen, look at what I've done and, and model it. I said, but, you know, don't be copying me word for word. You get a letter from my lawyer. That's happened. <laughs> but model what I'm doing. I, you know, I show them how to, how, what to say in the pages, you know, how to say it, where to, where to fill in things, um, what to do. You want to definitely follow a model. And then you put your own style on it. And as you get more successful, you'll take chances and, and try your own models. But when you're getting started, there's no reason to start um, without you know, looking at, look at what works out there and do something similar. Yeah, um, and and look for the successful businesses that are doing what you want to be doing, because mm-hmm. um, they're the ones that, that are best to learn from. Um, mm-hmm. And there's something else that uh, you know I want to just uh, throw in there as well, Ali. I don't know what you think. Maybe you can give me some thoughts on this. Is that you know there are opportunities to do surveys to find out you know, from your list or from potential um, clients, you know, what um, what they think about a certain subject and what their needs are around that. Have you found that, have you used that and have you found that to be successful? Yes, absolutely. It, it, and that's one of the big advantages of having a list. So if you are starting your business, one of the best things you can do, even before your business is ready, is start an e-zine, some type of newsletter for your target market for the type of people who are going to be buying from you. Um, use Twitter and Facebook for this as well. But, you know, ask, start asking them, you know, what's your biggest challenge around blank? Or, you know, if you were to get help with blank, what, what would you want help with? Um, to start a conversation so you could learn what they're asking. It's really important. That's a great, a great point. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Twitter and Facebook are the perfect places to, to do that, you know, to yeah. start those conversations. You just but can't spend all day on there. there and- What's that, Annie? You just can't spend all day on there. I know some people no. do that, too. <laughs> it can become a little bit of a black hole, that's for sure. It, it absolutely can. You know, I'll call some of my uh, students on like, what did you do yesterday? Looked like you were on Twitter, like, all day. What were you doing? 
they're like, I know, I know. I'm like, okay, you're supposed to be working on your marketing plan or, you know. Oh, dear. So you have, you have to be careful. It can, it can definitely happen. <laughs> yes. You've got to manage your time very carefully when it comes to the Internet, I think, because it can really uh, pull you in if you if you enjoy it, that's for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, so that, that is a, a something worth Sorry, it's something we're touching on just, just really clearly from it. That women yeah. especially, we love the social networking because we're connectors. My God, do we love yeah. to connect. And we chat yeah, and true. we share pictures and we write each other. And, you know, just as a test, right before I got on the phone with you, I, I put up just a, a Facebook thing about um, talking about the Golden Globe gowns that were on last night. And I already have like mm-hmm. 12 people, you know, commenting on the gowns and like this. It's it's yeah. it is addictive and you know I do it sometimes just to see how fast people write back, and because mm-hmm. women love this, but the danger is getting sucked into it and feeling like you're working. So ladies, I would say you know have specific time each day for doing your social networking. I would say no more than an hour. You know get on there, yeah. but be strategic about it. Find some people who are would make great joint venture partners or people who have access to the target market you want to reach. Um, yeah, just have some goals for being on there. And uh, that'll help you much more than you know twittering around on there all day. Definitely, that's great advice, Ali. And for those of those those who are listening out there who um, would like to play with um, you know doing your own survey or little market research um, project, um, you can go to um, a website like SurveyMonkey.com, mm. and it's we free. still love that. That's a great free resource yeah. too. Yeah, it is a wonderful resource, and uh, that's the beauty of 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 um, marketing on the internet. I think, um, Ali, you know, as you were saying earlier, is that it really is the most one of the most inexpensive things that parts of our our running a business now, a virtual business, um, is that there's so much, so many resources that are just so freely available and 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 often free. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting. Really exciting. So let's, let's talk about marketing. Um, how, how important is it for business owners to focus on marketing, Annie? The marketing I mean, I know that. <laughs> is more important than the mastery. The marketing yeah. is more important than your mastery. So, you know, many of us, and it's another women thing, um, I think women spend a lot of time perfecting what we do instead of getting it out there. Uh, you know, if we're a dog groomer, we want to be the best dog groomer. If we're a life coach, we want to be the best life coach. Personal trainer, we want to be the best personal trainer. And we will spend forever, and it's a slight procrastination technique as well, thinking that we need to get one more certification, one more degree. Uh, we need to get, um, you know, one more stamp of outside validation that we're good enough before we go out and really say we're good. And those of you listening, I want to challenge you right now that you are good enough right now. If you have decent skills in your area of expertise and people hire you already, you, you are good enough, okay? You can, of course, you should always be improving your skills and all that, but many of you are using this as a reason to hide, and you need to get out there. So as I mentioned before, one of the best things you can do is start, you know, e-zines and email newsletters are old news, but there's a reason I still do it. There's a reason I still teach it. It's still one of the easiest, least expensive, most effective ways of getting your message out there. Um, you know, Facebook and Twitter are great, but you're very limited on there. You want people subscribing to your newsletter that you have permission to mail them, you know, let's say once a week, maybe more than once a week if you have some exciting things to announce. But you're giving them valuable information, and that way you build this relationship with them. And that is how I got started, you know, back with that little newsletter. And today it's close to 40,000 people. Um, That newsletter is you know, uh, just still such a, a, a powerful marketing tool. So that's something that, that's so simple that anyone could start right now. Um, there are so many low-cost to no-cost ways of getting out there also. Women are great at networking. And even though, yeah, it takes yeah. more work to leave the house, and I know, Louise, you got to put on some pants and, <laughs> you know, and put on the – make sure you brush your hair and get out. I mean, I just – wash my hair. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's like a project. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you because I, I, I hem and haw every time I have to leave the house. People must think I am a shut-in. I mean, I really, I, you know, I, I, I do stay home probably a little too much. Um, but, you know, when you do go out, when you do go out, we love getting together and, and, and going to networking events. And women are so great at this. That's another great low-cost example of, of getting out there. Speaking. Yeah. Um, speaking is another way to get out there and, and get in front of groups and highly qualified audiences. 
you know, I got much of my start speaking locally here in Los Angeles, just to little chambers and those, you know, breakfasts and lunches and even the ones where, you know, they're really not listening to you. They're there to eat breakfast and, and to network <laughs> with each other. You've done those, right? Have you done yes. those? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, they're kind of there just to see their friends and they're, they're eating, but they're you know, kind of listening to you. They're kind of not. But it was good experience. And I would collect business yeah. cards and, and ask permission to get them on the, the e-zine list. And but you just, you just got to do whatever it takes in the beginning. You know, it, it, it really, I think so many of us just hold back too long. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that that's interesting because that's something else that I put in my report. Are you willing, you know, are you willing to do what it takes? And I think that's what a lot of business owners have to ask themselves, you know, when they start out. Um, you know, they've come out of training school and they've got all their skills that they need, but are, are they willing to do what it takes to run their business? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a great question to ask. Mm-hmm. So um, any other marketing information that you can think of, Eddie, that, um, that uh, they might um, find useful? Well, something that, uh, you know, a mistake I made in the beginning, and it, it's very common simply because women don't have the right information, is, is they don't have a system to market themselves. You truly need a system. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of getting out there and kind of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, you need to know that, okay, here's my marketing plan. You know, I'm going to go to three networking events a month. I'm going to send out an e-zine every week. Uh, I'm going to try to speak once a month and I'm going to attend a conference once a quarter. You know, have just some basic out, outreach marketing goals that, that you will stick to. And then yeah. from there, how do you follow up with those people? Do they get added to the newsletter list? Do you personally follow up and, and call some of the people you know would be perfect clients or prospects? Um, do you have an assistant follow up with them? Do they get a mailing uh, you know, do they uh, get uh, a free CD or DVD in the mail that t- tells them about your services and products? You have to have some type of follow-up system. And it can be very simple. I mean, for in the most part, you know, for me, I want people to get my easing because then they can learn everything all about me. So that's why, you know, I, I don't talk about my other stuff that much because I just know if they get on the newsletter list, that's where they'll learn about all the great things that we have to offer. So my goal is always to get them onto the e-zine. My e-zine is called Spotlight. And uh, I don't think I've mentioned my site yet, so I'm going to just tell you all. It's just AllieBrown.com is my main site. I have a lot of sites, but that's the main site you can find everything. It's AllieBrown.com. And um, you can see my offer there right now is for my e-zine Spotlight. Well, we're going to be changing that very soon, and we're going to be testing some other cool things like offering a free CD. Um, We're going to be testing some different offers. Because it's so valuable to have someone raise their hand and say, yes, I'd like to be on your list. I'd like to learn more. So be looking for ways to do that, both offline, you know, as you're networking in your travels, going to conferences, things that you should be doing, and also online, you know, via your Facebook page and, and your Twitter page. Make sure, you know, I've yeah. know so many people are on Twitter who don't have a link back to their website. Hello? Yeah. You know, if you're getting people interested yeah. in you, at least have on your Twitter homepage, you know, you can put personal information there. Have a, have a little bit about you and your business and have a link back to your website. Um, same with Facebook. I see a lot of people putting up pictures of their cat and stuff, but there's nothing about their business. Okay, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you have some pictures uh, yeah. of the cat. That's great. You want that personal information because people <laughs> love that, by the way. And if you want to see, yeah. by the way, if you want to see my mother's 22-pound cat, oh go God. to my Facebook page. It's um, facebook.com slash Fan. That's my fan page. I had to get a fan page because I reached the friend limit. It, I, saw, it, I saw that. It was, um, yeah, a lot of, after a lot of phone calls to Facebook. You can actually get someone on the phone eventually. Um, my poor team. I'm like, <laughs> well, you have to <laughs> But if you want to see Big Bert, he is in my photo album there. And um, you see, you can do that, but also be talking about your business, folks. I see either one way or the other. Yeah. You, you need a nice balance. Yeah, it's having that nice mixture. Yeah. Have you found that sharing a little bit about you and your life, Louise, um, gains uh, more response from your marketing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think another point here as well, Addie, is it's about showing an interest in others on on Facebook too and mm-hmm. having that sort of dialogue, that interaction. You know, even if it's just a comment here and there, people get to see, you know, that you're a human being who cares and, um, uh, you know, just putting that, that personal touch in there can, can go a long way. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, mm-hmm. totally, 
Um, you can guess she's not cheap to work with. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I made a big investment, but that's, that's for me to get to the next level. I knew I had to do that. Yeah. And it's been so exciting because all those dreams I had, you know, even from back being a little girl, um, things I wanted to do, I'm working them into my business now. And I think that's something that, that women should do, as I mentioned, you bring those passions in. So I launched Alley Magazine, as you mentioned, you get, which is just a lot of fun. Um, that is a, a subscription-only publication. Um, you can find out about that at AllieBrown.com. We're really excited because we're now uh, taking that to women's conferences around the country. We're starting to. We, we just ordered this beautiful booth with this gorgeous signage, and we're going to start oh, showing wonderful. up at women's conferences because we realize people are shocked to learn it's actually a print magazine. You know, they they go online. Yeah, and I, I have to say, Eddie, that I just I just love that about. You know your membership and and the fact that you actually send something physical out. You know it's it's so nice to get something nice in the post. I mean I think most of us just get bills and and you know, <laughs> yes. rubbish in the post. Oh, it's and not it's, a bill. You know, yes, we You're don't we don't right. get letters anymore in the post. So it's nice to have that. Um, you know something to look forward to. And and um, I I do love your magazine. It's wonderful. It's it's a ton of fun. And and we have um you know we I, I look at celebrities from a business perspective in there. You know like like Tyra Banks, what she's done with her brand and her show. She's actually very smart. You know for someone that you could easily write off just as a model. She's done uh, an amazing job building a company around her brand and, and building different arms of her business. Um, we looked at Ellen in the last issue, Drew Barrymore, like all, all these celebrities behind the beauty, you know, the brains behind the beauty. We also look at, we, we have business topics, we have style, we have life, because women work, we don't compartmentalize, as I, you know, we've been talking about that this whole call, and uh, there's no other magazine out there like this that it's it's business, life, and style. This is how women work and think and are. There's no separation. You know, we'd be talking about yeah. um, business, and then we'll be like, oh, where'd you get those shoes? And oh, did you see the Golden Globes <laughs> last night? And, you know, we kind of talk in circles. So it's, yeah. um, we're so excited that so many women are saying, oh, my God, this is the magazine I've been waiting for. It's like... Um, it's like ink meets Cosmo. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they, they love it. Um, and so, you know, the, the silver membership that I have for the Millionaire Protege Club that includes the magazine and monthly calls with me. That's only nine ninety seven a month. So we created yeah, that to be so a very reasonable. affordable entry point. Very much so. And I have to also add, you know, just for our listeners that um, the calls that um, Ali has on this uh, silver tier. Um, is they, they are just fantastic. The 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 value that she um, she gives on those calls is just, you know, it, I was just I wrote a blog post about this um, yesterday, Ali, and it was um, you know stating sort of my annoyance that you know a lot of um, calls can be a lot of fluff with a little you know maybe five or ten minutes value and then an introduction to a pro- product, and I really don't mind when people have teleseminars, you know, to introduce a product because I think it's a good way to do your marketing. But give lots of value and content when you're doing it. And I know that you do mm-hmm. that. And I just absolutely love going onto the calls because you have some wonderful content on there. And my, actually, our, our next guest, I think everyone would love this. I'm interviewing. Are you familiar with a product called Foot Pedals? No. Okay, so here, um, you know, there, um, there's this gal named Tina Aldaz, and she, I actually got to meet her. I was in the green room. I love saying this. I was in the green room about to go on E. Um, just have to throw that in there because um, I wanted to say that my whole life. And uh, I was going on the morning show, and she was back there, and so she makes these beautiful little pads for your shoes, okay? But they're not big, hokey-looking ones like Dr. Scholl's or anything like that. So this is company she started 10 years ago. Um, because she just wanted cute pads for her shoes that didn't look like big, gross, you know, drugstore pads. Because she said she'd always like to slip her shoes off on a date, but then they see these big blue gel pads in there, things like that. <laughs> so she invented yeah. these cute little, they have flowers on them, they're leopard prints, little tiny little pads you put in different places in your shoes. Mm. I swear by them now, because if I'm on stage for a whole day or at an event, I, I bring a pack of these and put them in all my stilettos. And, and um, oh my God. so I'm That's interviewing her on the February Silver Call. And, uh, and this woman was a high school dropout. She wow. used to work in the mall at Victoria's Secret, and she, she got into retail, and, um, and she had a, a rough life growing up. Her dad was in a gang, and, and, and it just, it's such a great story because she's wow. just turned her life around and now has this company 
I know it's well over 10 million. I mean, pads for shoes. Now, it wasn't a new idea, but she saw a new way to do it that women would yeah. respond to. And now, um, and also, she saw how to market it differently. So they're not in drugstores. They're at high-end department stores. Yeah. Um, they're in places where you would buy high-end shoes. So I'm really looking forward to interviewing her. That's the next silver call. So those are the type of calls that we have. That sounds folks. fantastic. Yeah. Mm, that sounds fantastic. I really recommend um, you know everyone who's listening to sign up for the, for Addie's silver tier because the value you get is just amazing. So, and, so go to them. Uh, and gosh, I, I could have done with those pads in my shoes this weekend. I was um, <laughs> at the moderating as a coach at, at one of uh, uh, T. Hob Ecker's um, seminars um, this weekend. And by the time I finished, my feet were, <laughs> were on fire. <laughs> uh, I know, and I, I, don't, I can't give up the pretty shoes. I just cannot give them up. Yeah. So they'll, they'll save you. Um, but just to tell everybody, exactly. if, you, if you go to alliebrown.com and then click on Millionaire Protégé Club. That'll take you right to the silver tier and you can make sure that you get on our next call. And then you get the magazine and you can see everything coming up. We're going to have a very exciting year, a lot of events and, and fun stuff mm-hmm. to offer. And I know you've got Shine coming up again in October, which is uh, very exciting too. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. depends on whether the ICF conference is around the same time, which I think it might be. We'll have to look at that. Yeah, we're still, um, the weekend's are still a little up in the air because uh, we're still negotiating yeah. with the hotel so that, that we don't have the date set quite yet. Um, okay, but... well, I'll keep an eye on your, your website. Great. Beautiful. Well, Adia, um, before I get into my offering, I want to just thank you so much for, for being here and uh, sharing you know, all these, wo- this, these wonderful pearls of wisdom. Um, I know that our, the listeners out there are really um, are very grateful to have you here and, and to... Um, you know, to have the uh, to have the wisdom that you shared. So, um, thank you so much for um, for being here and taking the time. And um, I, I hope that you get lots of people signing up on your silver tier because I know how great it is um, personally. So, um, thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope to see you soon. And I'm I'm going to hop off the line. I, I have to hop into a meeting. So, thank you so much. No problem. Okay. Thanks, Bye. Betty. Take care. Bye bye. Okay, so just to let everyone know that um, this is uh, uh, the continuation of the call with Ali Brown, and um, I see that the sound has has gone on the show, so I'm thinking that maybe um, the 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 show has um, stopped streaming live. But for those of you who are listening on the recording, you'll be hearing this, and um, I wanted to tell you about a, an amazing program that I'm launching at the moment. Um, this is kind of the pre-launch, and um, I know that it's going to be very uh, exciting for those small business owners out there that really want to um, create a presence for themselves in their community and with their um, their list, the, the people who are looking to them to, to find out more about what they do and, and how well they do it. Um, and so just so this is really what it's about. Um, it's a new radio show called The Business Springboard. And basically it's a, it's a package that I'm offering, which is going to be really exciting. Solopreneurs um, um, will get the opportunity to be interviewed by me. Um, you'll get a, a little bit of coaching beforehand to get really clear on your message that you want to deliver. You'll get the opportunity to have the um, MP3 download after the show. And I'm going to be doing a beautiful CD um, copy of that interview for you in a DVD-style um, case with a beautiful cover and your logo and all of those things. And then you get the opportunity to have, what, um, have that as part of the package. And then if you would like to um, um, order them, you can um, order a whole load more um, as a marketing tool for your business. Now, I know a lot of you out there don't have anything like that particularly new business owners or young business owners. And this is a very powerful tool. So just as Ali was saying earlier, it's really important to get clear on what, what um, you're doing in your marketing. And part of marketing is having some tools that are really going to help you to move forward and, and, um, and put you out in the, in the world and clearly with your message. And this is um, a wonderful opportunity to do that. Um, so you can order as many of those CDs as, as 
you like. This show will be um, uh, archived on the on the radio show, so people will get to access that information about you continuously as it's open on the World Wide Web. So have a have a think about that. But this is an opportunity I think that is going to be very powerful for business owners that are starting starting out. And I know that if I were had had this opportunity when I had started out, I would have jumped at it. And um, in hindsight, I wish that I'd had something like this. So I know that this is um, definitely something that a lot of um, business owners would be very um, excited about. And so I'm as a pre-launch special, the regular well, the regular price is three forty-nine. That's three hundred and forty-nine dollars. Um, and the package really is worth closer to $1,000. But um, for a sh very short period of time, I'm going to be doing a pre-launch special, which will be 197 That's 197 So if you are interested and would like to um, take advantage of this opportunity, um, then feel free to email me on louise at keystoclarity.com. Uh, that's louise at keystoclarity.com. Or you can go to my website, which is keystoclarity.com, www.keystoclarity.com. And you can click on the tab at the top of the page which says the Business Springboard. So this program is called the Business Springboard um, for Solopreneurs. And um, I am just so excited. I've had tons of people sign up for this already. A lot of people are really getting, seeing the opportunity to really um, maximize this is a marketing tool in your business, um, a, something to give people, prospective clients. You know, as Addie said, if someone signs up on your e-zine or for your opt-in list, you know, you could send them um, a, a CD about yourself and, and what you do and uh, give them the opportunity to really get um, an insight into your business and what it's all about without, me ha having, without you having to have an hour's conversation with them. So it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity, and I'm really excited about it. So that pretty much wraps up um, our call this week. I just want to let you know that next week we have the wonderful Michelle Shubnell, who we've had on the show before. Um, she is uh, owner of Coach and Grow Rich, which is a, a wonderful training school for um, business owners, particularly coaches. And she has a, a lot of wonderful information to share as well. So I really um, recommend you um, tune in next week to, to listen to her information. She, like Addy, gives a lot of wonderful content on, um, on her calls. And um, I know that it's going to be a great call next week. So without further ado, I want to wish you all a wonderful evening um, as Martin Luther King said, I have a dream, and I know all of you out there have dreams too, big dreams. Dream big, um, my friends, and um, keep moving forward. Make sure that you do have the support to, um, to make those dreams come true. Um, and uh, I look forward to connecting with you soon. All right. Take care, everyone. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.